Hi, this is former Pro Bowl center for the Buffalo Bills, Eric Wood, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on the Circling the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey Bills Mafia, welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is our recap episode. I'm your host, Nate, and we're going to discuss the Buffalo Bills' loss to the Cincinnati Bengals 24-18 on primetime Sunday night football. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game. Sweet set. I don't know if we'll keep the format like we usually do in this one. We'll see uh, if time permits, but uh, maybe some sweet sassy molassy plays the game, our wall of fame and wall of shame, and, uh, and uh, maybe some tweets. We'll see. We'll see if we get around to it. Uh, first, I'm joined by my, or actually, first, this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago, um, at the Delago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. Uh, John, I'm joined by my co-host, John and Mike. Um, fellas, I'll start with you, John. How are you doing, man? I feel disgusted. Is it because you just looked at the playoff picture for the Buffalo Bills after that one? No, just in general. <laughs> It's a late night. You're 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 tired. The Bills just lost a game. Man, they had that two point conversion at the end. They just gave you a little bit of hope. You're like, all they needed to do is score again, and they got this one. Too little, too late. There's like three minutes left. <laughs> Why didn't they do it on side? They had one timeout. It doesn't that didn't even make any sense. So John's doing well. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> Happy to be here with you. <laughs> Happy to have you. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> What about uh, Mike? You like really close games. This was kind of a close game, right? So yeah, you it enjoyed fun. it. You know, I thought of you. I had this. I saw this. I thought really... they were gonna go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Your <laughs> mine was just off off topic. Go ahead. No, I thought they were gonna do it, man. I know. And then they blew that time out. They wasted it. Who is calling down to McDermott and saying challenge that catch? I know. What about? Uh, Speaking of plays that killed us, how about that Dalton Kincaid fumble and like the 15 yard line of the Bengals when they were driving? Like, ah, uh, I feel like people were defending him and I won't defend him. <laughs> that was not a smart play. Like, like a catcher to before when he just goes horizontal with the earth and Superman, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's when you see that, you're like, it's only a matter of time. Does <laughs> <laughs> someone punches that ball out? <laughs> Or even hitting the ground, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like I, digs. I have no problem with t- like yards after the catch are awesome, but it does not make sense to fight for every single yard when you're down two touchdowns and time's running against you, right? You need a touchdown. Right. The, the, the time management was an issue. The coaching was an issue. The penalties were an issue. The refereeing was an issue, in my opinion. So what I was going to say, Mike, is I thought of you because somebody tweeted out about simulation and we always joke around this podcast like you know maybe we're in a simulation which we we definitely might be in a simulation we're all living in this whoever simulation and 
someone said, if this is truly a simulation, can they please change it so that the Bills stop getting so many injuries? <laughs> this one. And it's like, uh, another, like Terrell Bernard went down in the first quarter. Like the Bills defense just keep taking hit after hit. And they only allowed 24. So you put the blame on the team. I mean, all facets need blame. All facets need blame in this loss. I mean, it wasn't just one. But to me, I keep well, going. Well, let me say this. One positive thing. If it were a simulation, right? Like if you've, when was the last Madden you had? 2004? <laughs> <laughs> like when you won. You kind of stop playing. Like if you were in franchise mode or bills, like once you won, you're like, oh, I've done this. You don't immediately start back over from square one, right? It's like you kind of, you give up, you stop playing. So like if in our simulation, like let's just say for the sake of argument, it's my simulation and you guys are the NPCs. <laughs> and the bills win it all. The kid controlling it is just going to power it down and go eat dinner. Like maybe it's for the best. We don't win it. If you in want to put a positive spin on it. In my simulation, the Bills would go undefeated 50 years in a row. Yeah. And who would continue on with that? You would be dead. I would do it. <laughs> or but it'd be, it would be like a hobby. You know, I'd be doing my regular stuff, but that would be that particular simulation. Would be Winning every single thing would be so boring. And no, I don't know. We're assuming that <laughs> a version of hell. <laughs> I don't know. I think winning everything would be great. <laughs> and we're assuming that this one simulation is based on, has anything to do with the NFL and how these games shake out as opposed to like, it might have to do with like Israel and Palestine, or it might have to do with like any other thing, like um, global pandemics. Like it, <laughs> well, the NFL everything. games are rigged anyway, so it doesn't matter. Dude, it definitely felt that way. Definitely. At felt least in the, way. at least in this simulation. That's <laughs> Mike. You were talking about like things ending, like oh, kids gotta go to dinner. Remember you telling me a story about how your mom used to turn the the PlayStation off on you when you weren't listening, and you'd lose all the saved data, <laughs> and you flying into a rage. Didn't that happen once? Sure, just, it did. I don't remember specifically. How could you not remember that? I thought I thought you told me that. You're just like ah, I was just about to turn it off, and I lost all the progress I made. Uh, <laughs> I look forward to doing that to my children someday. <laughs> I told you to get your butt up for dinner. <laughs> um, anyway, on a positive note, uh, Josh Allen. I think if you want to play, I think you're dating yourself. Like people don't play single player campaigns where they don't save <laughs> anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely dating my. Yeah, I didn't say we weren't. I wasn't dating myself. I guess. Yeah, now the saves are like automatic. Like every five seconds, you see the little spinning circle. Up, oh, saving. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have lawsuits against them or something or whatever it was. Um, and I didn't even say PlayStation Two. I think I just said PlayStation. So it's the original. <laughs> that definitely dates ourselves. Um, if you had to put blame on this game, um, I guess where do you start? Because I feel like a lot of the blame could go around to all different parts of the ball. The offense. Offense, right? Mostly. Still offense, right? Because offense isn't missing five starters like the defense is. <laughs> I keep on coming back to that. And even still, they're still playing pretty okay. Like <laughs> Holding the Bengals to 24 points, I think, is a win, right, for the defense? Yeah, like all, all these games that they're losing or not playing well in, it's not because of the defense. I saw people like on social media, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, were like, oh, this defense can't can't seem to get a stop. And I'm like, Josh Allen just gave the ball right back to the other team, like one play after the defense finally got off the field. You know, that at, at halftime, it was like 21 minutes to nine minutes of possession between the Bengals 
and the bills. And I'm like, that's not sustainable. Like they're not, they're not sustaining drives. They're not, you know, they're turning the ball over at that point. I was like, that's, this isn't on the defense. The defense isn't playing great, but they were still missing Terrell Bernard at that point. They're missing, you know, uh, Tredavious White, Matt Milano, Dick Juan Jones. Like, I mean, we could get into it, but yeah, two, two turnovers to zero and they lost by six. Like that's, that's it. One of those turnovers doesn't happen. And we're, we might be talking a different game. Potentially, probably not, but but you never know. All right, let's go into stats of the game real quick. Josh Allen, twenty six for thirty eight, two hundred and fifty eight yards, one touchdown, one interception. He was also the leading rusher for the Bills, eight attempts, forty four yards, one touchdown. Rushing, uh, Stephon Diggs, leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, six receptions on seven targets. 86 yards, one touchdown, that touchdown at the end of the game, and also had the two-point conversion at the end of the game. Dalton Kincaid, 10 receptions on 11 targets for 81 yards, um, and also had that fumble that we mentioned earlier. Khalil Shakir, four receptions on four targets for 57 yards, no touchdowns. Mike Tirico saying Khalil Shakir looking, making moves like Shakira, and I'm just like, ah, oh, Mike, don't do that. <laughs> that's not... That's it's pretty forced. It's, it's, yeah, that was a rough one. Um, so those were on the Bills side of the ball. On the Bengals side of the ball, Joe Burrow was 31 for 44, 348 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He looked good, minus that index finger injury where his, his finger was a little bit bloody and it looked like it affected it a little bit. Um, he looked really good tonight. Joe Mixon, leading rusher, 14 attempts for 37 yards and one touchdown. T. Higgins, leading receiver for the Bengals, eight receptions on nine targets for 110 yards. And then Tyler Boyd, um, Jamar Chase, I mean, he was the fourth leading receiver. He was held to only 41 yards, four receptions on eight targets, but still not enough tonight. Let's see, I got a few more stats. Actually, that's it. Not a whole lot of good things to, to, to go over tonight. Uh, so those were stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago. Um, if you want to talk Gettysburg of the game, I mean, the Bills never led at any point, so I don't necessarily know if there's a turning point specifically. I but... feel like the, the Kincaid fumble was huge. Bills were rolling. Was Bengals it... couldn't stop them. It was what, like only 21-10 at that point, right? The Bills were rolling. Yeah, they were down to the 10-15 yard line. and Yeah, I agree. If you had to pin one specific play where it just, and you could just look on Dalton Kincaid's face. He's like, man, I don't drop anything except that time. <laughs> uh, do you have a play of the game? Is there a play of the game or is it doesn't even like, who cares? Right. I mean, the, the, the Stefan Diggs touchdown. I mean, just, it just felt too little too late. Like I wanted to enjoy it. The Stefan Diggs, that one slippery play in the beginning of the game where he, it was just like a screen pass and he ended up going for like 34 yards. That was an exciting play but not enough of that. I saw an interesting stat. They were like, they had 85 yards for that first touchdown drive that the Bills had, and then they only had like 37 yards the rest of the half after that one, which was just, it was disappointing. <laughs> you can't do this. You can't have this kind of game against the Bengals and, accept, and expect to win. You can't have a game where you turn the ball over twice and they don't turn the ball over at all. Um, at least you could say compared to the divisional playoff game last year, they were actually able to get pressure on Joe Burrow, but how much did it really matter? He had almost 350 yards passing. So how much did they really stop him? You know, just bend, but don't break break. I mentioned time of possession earlier. It ended up being, I, I gave you first half time of possession stats at the end of the game. It was a little bit closer. It was 36 minutes to 23 minutes for the Bengals to the bills. 
There were penalties that only ended up being five penalties for 49 yards for the Bills, but they ended up being early in the game. Um, I did enjoy Josh Allen pointing to the one DB that he, uh, on that first touchdown run when he ran across because he kind of psyched him out with that pass. I did like that. I did. I was like, I approve of this penalty. I like that one. <laughs> but the Tim Settle roughing the passer penalty, that was not, that was unsettling, if we're going to be honest. It just, it was, it was a clean hit. I don't think it mattered in the grand scheme of things, but that was that was annoying. I see what you did there. Thanks, thanks, John. It's not too late that we don't get these 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 ripe puns. Um, do you have a- stuck out to me? I remember like it was uh, like seven minutes left in the second quarter, I think, and it was seven to fourteen, and the Bengals were driving, and it felt like, oh man, if they score here, it's it just at that point it felt like any time you touched the ball, you were scoring, and if you fell behind you were in trouble but um oh was it uh joseph the new defensive tackle um oh yeah it was was second in inches and he (laughs) he got burrow and i don't see that a tackle like that too too often (laughs) 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 he grabbed him in such a way uh and threw him back and so the Bengals didn't get it and then it was third in inches they got a holding penalty and the de- Bills defense swarmed them and uh, on the next one. And Burrow like ran for a first down, but it got called back. But and then it got to like third and fifteen. Um, it, like in that knocked him out. But but it seemed like at that point it was a foregone conclusion until Joseph groin tackled him. <laughs> groin tackled him. Kind of looked like he was trying to like tie up a steer, like with the <laughs> legs or something. Like how you see like. I don't know, guys in the rodeo or whatever, like try to tie up a steer, like just grab him by the legs. And <laughs> he almost gave him yeah. the Christian Wilkins. Have you ever seen that play that Christian Wilkins did? <laughs> so where he had the arm position, his hand position, as he was tackling Burrow to the ground by, by the groin area, like, there's this, I mean, you'll have to Google it because it's like Christian Wilkins did it in college. He plays for the Dolphins now, as we all know. But in college, like there was like a guy on the ground and Christian Wilkins came up from behind him, grabbed him, in like in the area like as as he was walking by and oh yanked yeah yeah right right what (laughs) so linval joseph kind of did his like i mean it wasn't dirty or anything but he grabbed him in such a way um yeah that was a good call mike i forgot about that play for a second you know the but i think if, if we could take one positive thing out of this game it's like when the trade deadline approaches like it's of course the good that the bills are buyers and not sellers right but there's always that when when with gms like always a little bit of an information asymmetry right because like why are other teams getting rid of these players like we don't know everything that they know so you have to be a little leery but the 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 moves that the bills made like joseph and i think douglas like the packers fans like were so um, torn off about losing like heart and soul their defense like playmaker like ball like man he's he and to to get on the field tonight with such a quick turnaround, like I think that bodes really, really well. Yeah, so th- I'm excited to see to that the new guys got out there so quick. Yeah, we didn't talk about that because uh, we haven't talked since the trade deadline. But yeah, it was it was good to see. I mean, I love their pickups. I mean, the the like you, like you mentioned about the Packers fans not liking it. I think that's one of my like litmus tests of is this a, was this a good trade or not, or are we getting a good player? Is our are are the fans of that team like, ah, oh, man, that stinks? Or are they just like, meh, whatever, like take them, you know? And I think it was you very love telling. a good Schadenfreude. Oh, you could, 
live on that alone. <laughs> I could just eat up all the schadenfreude, <laughs> the misery, right? Like, I'm, 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 I'm. like, it's just um, <laughs> the misery of what of what of another team's is my joy. Um, no, <laughs> uh, isn't Sean Freud mostly like having to do with like morbid, like death things, or is it just anyone's misery about I think anything? It's t- taking joy in, in somebody else's misfortune. I, I wouldn't say I was taking joy in it, but it, it was, it was definitely a way, a barometer, a barometer of measuring, mm-hmm. you know, was this a good thing or not? Yeah. Validation. Like, is this guy good? Looking at the comments under like the Adam Schefter tweet and all the Packers fans are like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, like if you, if they had to lose somebody. Like that's the last guy they wanted to lose. Yeah. yeah and exactly. to give up nothing essentially. It's, um, exactly. Exactly. For sure. And then you mentioned the Linval's Joseph signing that looked good. That one play specifically, it's like, Oh good. We have like a guy that kind of reminds us of Daquan Jones, a guy that can, you know, a big dude that can make plays for us um, again. Yeah. Um, and then the other signing was Leonard Fournette, although he was in the, he's on the practice squad for now. So we didn't see uh, much of him, but no, we didn't see any of, the, of him because he's on a practice squad right now. But yeah, good call there, Mike. You know John- the other thing I find annoying is Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I've never heard anyone say that. Continue, please. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, I'll tie two things together. Chris Collinsworth, was it him talking about um, oh, Von Miller and, oh, the Bills, all the Bills want is for him to get right, you know, five or six games before the play. Like, no, I want him right now. If he's on the field... <laughs> What does running 10, 15 yards behind the quarterback do? Does nothing. Dude, he is he is doing he is elite at that this season so far. Of <laughs> going around the edge. Like it was it was even in that last play where Joe Mixon got the first down, right? Like he he, he couldn't do it. He's not there yet. To me, it's <laughs> I, I think he's I feel like he's eating into snaps of players that could like make an impact. Leonard mm. Floyd, Greg Rousseau, AJ Apinesa is having an amazing year. Like I feel like every time he's on the field, it's less time for them to make an impact. And I know they're ramping him up and I don't know if there's a way to ramp him up with just like waiting another four weeks and then letting him play like most of the steps or whatever. I feel like it's ramp not him doing... in practice or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I wrote that and for the most part, a lot of people agreed with me over, Twitter, um, but the, you know, a few people are just like, it takes a long time to recover from an ACL. It's like, yeah, I know. Give him more time then. If he's not ready, you know, like, why does it have to be like 30, 40 snaps a game? Why can't it be like 10, 15? You know, um, he's just not ready. And that's fine. He doesn't have to be ready yet. But don't like, don't take snaps away from the healthy guys. <laughs> John, thoughts on Von Miller, real quick, before we change topics on something else. So are we in, in agreement that the Bills should just tank for a higher draft pick at this point? So the Bills are 5-4 and four right now, ninth place in the AFC. They have the Broncos next week, the Jets the week after. Broncos are a win. Jets are a win. Right back in it. Yeah. Yeah, then you're looking at 7-4, and four, right? So perfect. Right back in what? I, look, uh, at, look at the rest of the AFC, though. Look, look, look at the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Like The Dolphins didn't look great in Germany at all. And then look at the, even the chiefs, even though they won, they needed their defense to bail them out. Like that wasn't like a Patrick Mahomes. Like he just had like 400, he had 185 yards. Don't look great. You're talking about teams that are ahead of us. 
Yeah, and they're just barely winning. They just don't like the Ravens. And we're like just the Ravens are good. Barely team. losing, like <laughs> yeah. So it could just flip. What's, could what's flip. the point? They could start barely losing, and we could start barely winning. But the Bills haven't made any changes. Yeah, not on offense. I'm still even with even with like eleven personnel. Like they're still doing like I was same old. I was hoping right? to see a lot more up tempo offense like they had against the Buccaneers. Um, and they showed it for like later in the game when they were down, you know, that's when, that's when we started to see the, the Thanksgiving day football, you know, run to the line of scrimmage and, and call some plays. And, and then they were like, Oh, they're moving the ball. They look great. You know? Um, I mean, the, the bills really didn't run the ball a whole lot. This game, they had eight carries by running backs today. It felt like it was so many more though. Um, um, do we even want to do a wall of fame wall of shame? Or do you want to just read some hot takes from listeners? Because, I mean, there's not a whole lot to put on the Wall of Fame. Hot take. They're not going to make the playoffs. Hot, John's already, woo. John's in a, in a, in a mood for the so – I'm not ready to say that. I see where you're getting – I see where you're going, and I understand that. I'm just – I'm not ready to say that yet. I still think they make the playoffs. That is a hot take, though. That's hot. Now, they lose another three games in a row. That won't be a hot take. That'll just be a – that's probably going to happen. Take. Bills miss the playoffs, and the Dolphins and Jets are both in. That is a hot take. That's a hot take. I don't think that happens, John. I think the Bills still make the playoffs. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson makes the playoffs over the Bills. Hot John, take. John, you're in a you're in a funk. It's mostly because we just saw this happen and we're getting I out of the It's called spiraling. <laughs> spiraling. Do we need to John, do we text you in the morning to make sure everything's okay? Your mental health gonna be okay? We can talk. Let's let's vent about it. This is the time. Don't hold it in. Like what? What's really bothering you about this team? Is it everything? It's everything, isn't it? Speaking of spiraling, <sighs> Mike, you don't seem down. You seem like you're in a in a decent place. You think we're just a yeah, few man, games out? I had a lot of fun watching. No, I didn't have that much fun watching. It didn't look like one of those games though, where the, I thought the Bills were going to come back. Did you get that feeling at all during the game where no. you're like, oh, the Bills the Bills can still, even when they were down by six points, I'm like, a lot of things have to go right for the Bills, right? And a lot of things have to go wrong for the Bengals that have not gone wrong. Like, remember that third and seven the Bengals had, and you're like, oh, the, the Bills could hold them to a field goal. And then instead of just getting the first down, they get a touchdown. <laughs> he dumps it off to, like, the tight end who everyone forgot was on even on the offense, and then he just runs for 22 yards, score a touchdown. They go up 21-7. You're like, Oh, that sucks. You know, in a way, it's worse than the drought bills because the drought bills, you would expect it. Mm. This is this is kind of more of a dagger, right? It's like, oh, they have a good team. We should be winning games. So is that one of the reasons why you want to say that the Bills are going to lose and not make the playoffs? Because every because your expectations are now shifting, right? And look and look at the, the teams that they did beat, right? Like the Giants, they should have lost that game. The Bucks, they could have lost that game very easily. Yeah, this that that was questionable too. Yeah, I don't like. Know. What's their what's their expected wins based on like how they played this year? Probably less than whatever the record is now, five and four. Yeah, I mean, it's they have a tough schedule. They have a tough schedule. I'm pretty sure someone talked about that in uh, in the hot takes. Let's just read some hot takes. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Let's let this is a chance for like listeners and followers to vent, right? Like. So um, I asked, you know, on Twitter, you know, instead of doing wall of fame, wall of shame, who's on your wall of fame, wall of shame, because there was a lot of redundancies there. I asked, what's your hot take after this one? Scott Kinmartin, right? McDermott takes over the offensive play calling too. LOL. 
Buffalo Dill. Yeah. Yeah. I still say offense. Mike, we didn't ask you what your who where you put the blame on this loss. Offense, defense, special teams, everything. Coaching all someone, maybe Josh Allen. What do you, where do you put it? Man, I think uh to lose by six with that Kincaid fumble and it it seemed like it so many call I hate blaming the refs. And I really wish there was a way to make the game less subjective, you know, but so many calls went against the Bills. And they would have turned it. And it felt like some of those plays didn't get called. The intentional grounding on Allen, the tripping, taking down Kincaid, like the baseball slide into Kincaid, the face mask on Gabriel Davis in the end zone that yeah. was a no call. Yeah. Um, it was just so many that would have changed the game dramatically. You're right. The the referees should belong on the wall of shame. I forgot about that slide tackle that um, Taylor Britt had on Kincaid. Yeah, where he it was just like you could see the referee and the replay in the background just watching the play, just watching and not throwing the flag. I'm like, how is that? How is that not? And you know what stinks is instead of it ended up being it was like a four yard play that would have given the Bills first and ten on the Bengals twenty seven yard line with fifty seconds left. Right? They might have had a timeout or two. I can't remember. They burned a lot of timeouts too quickly in this game. So I think they might have had one timeout, but still, like they went from having to punt and getting no points to possibly getting three before halftime, right? Um, That's an awful call. The non face mask you mentioned on Gabriel Davis in the end zone. If that call was against the Bills, they would have called that one easily. It's just be consistent. If you're going to call all these ticky tack things, I felt like there were some that could have some intentional grounding calls that could have been against Joe Burrow, too, you know? Buffalo Dill. So, right? like, I guess what I'm saying, like, I'm not. This it's it's disappointing that they didn't pull it out at the end, but they were at home. We always say home team gets a couple points, right? Like, it just twists. If you play that game ten times, it it seems like they're fairly evenly matched, and that's with Bills Bills running out a skeleton crew on offense. Like, yeah. and the injuries kill you, but it's not like we lost Allen for the year, you know, like or Diggs or like. We, lost some incredibly important like milano is just man what a terrible loss especially a game like this um and then bernard tonight it's just it's just mm-hmm. one thing after another but you're right i mean josh allen's still like i mean i know he's injured in his shoulder but he's still slinging it stefan diggs is still there deon dawkins is still there their offensive line is intact they're just missing dawson knox which i don't know if that's that might be addition by subtraction i don't know for sure but um What's, but, what's their excuse? But, but if they, they play it in Buffalo, do you think it's 50 50? Play yeah. 10 times, Bills win five? Yeah. Like, I'm not, it's, it wasn't a 50 to zero loss. And like the Bills handily like beat up a Miami, right? And in today's game, Dolphins and Chiefs, it seems like they're the toast of the AFC and go right down to the wire. So, um, did you know that in, in the AFC standings that Houston is a half a game behind us and the Colts and Raiders are only one game behind us? Well, now I know. <laughs> Feels like we should be a little bit. I mean, the, the Texans are playing good ball. <laughs> I just got to like talk up all the teams that are right behind us. Look at the Raiders just fired their head coach. They're trending up. <laughs> and there's only four teams after that. Like, that's it. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. That's the end of the AFC. <laughs> I was hoping there'd be another 10 teams. Chargers, Titans, Broncos, Patriots. And we lost to the Patriots, the last team in the AFC. <laughs> uh, just say no to turf, writes, this loss wasn't on the defense or even the god-awful officiating. Hot take. 
Eric Helwig runs. Dorsey has successfully turned the Bills into a mediocre offense for a 500 team. Congrats, Dorsey. Bartman writes, if I consistently underperform at my job, I get fired. I wish that concept translated to the world of professional football. It might after this year. Do you think Do you think Dorsey's on the hot seat? I feel like he kind of is now. Like if this if this season doesn't go well and the Bills continue to underperform on offense, I think Dorsey gets the boot. Especially if like what happens in John's what John was saying, like if the Bills miss the playoffs, I think Dorsey's gone. I don't I I mean, especially if Josh isn't completely the only saving grace would be if like Josh gets injured for a few games and then it's like, oh, that's why they missed the playoffs. Okay, we'll give Dorsey another chance. But at this point, I have a hard time saying that he's not on the hot seat. I, if, if I'm McDermott and I'm looking at this team each and every week, it's like, you know, they, they had two or three blowout games where they looked amazing on offense, but that's it. So three out of eight games, they looked amazing. And then the other, well, I guess it's nine games at this point. So three out of nine games, they looked really good. And then the other six out of nine games, they looked, I'd say subpar for the most part, the offense. And you know, they're not playing six of the top defenses there there's definitely a couple of good defenses in there for sure but not six of them (laughs) oh you mean the team that the uh that the raiders who just fired their uh head coach beat the giants 30 to 6 yeah that 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 team the bills just barely beat (laughs) at the last second that giants team yes you were talking about benford earlier he had a hamstring that's why he missed uh some time during the game oh gotcha thank you so even more, even more excuses for the defense, and they still played a hell of a game. Only twenty-four points. <laughs> they're missing at that point. They're missing their starting two corners in White and Benford, and the, their middle linebacker, and then Milano, and then Daquan Jones, and they have half of Von Miller still. You know, so um, Jamie D'Amico writes, co-host for the uh, Jamie D and Big Newt podcast and the Believe podcast, could have been a different ending without the Kincaid fumble. Yeah. This team, Big R, says this team isn't poised to make playoffs with the craziness of upcoming schedule. Yeah, you saw that schedule. It looks rough. It looks rough. This was one of those games, though, luckily. I mean, we didn't necessarily see the Bills winning this game, but Guru Eric writes, the defense will never be good enough to do anything in the playoffs. If they make it, it's old. Miller has been a bust for Buffalo, and it's going to set the team back. Yeah. <laughs> they did pour a lot of money into I I still give them the benefit of the doubt. I just... You know, I want him to be right. Like Mike said, I want him to be right right now. I don't want to wait till like week 16 <laughs> for him to like hit his stride. They might be like eight and they might be seven and six or seven and eight by then. You know, Jack Nealon says the Bills are a stats team. They look good on paper, but make it really difficult on the field. 2020 to 2023 Bills are going to be great NFL stats trivia in a few years. Good stats. That's it. Big Mike writes, there's no hot take. Our offense is bad if we are running a hurry-up no-huddle. <laughs> That's a good point. John, I think you said that last week. Like One of the offensive coordinators from the drought era was like, we're going to run the no-huddle the, uh, no with uh, Trent Edwards. <laughs> just randomly. They're just looking for something to get the offense going. And that's right to Big Mike's point. You have to be good enough to do it, but this team is good enough to do it. So just do it, right? Yeah. Well, I think he's saying that, like, it doesn't matter. You don't need a good team to run a hurry-up or no-huddle offense. Like, any team can do it. That's They usually do that if they're struggling. Like, good teams don't need to do that, so they don't. Oh, the Bills need to do it. The Bills need to do it. <laughs> that's that's kind of sad. 
Greg said we were a suspect team before tonight, and now with more injuries, it's over. That's That sounds like John's burner account. It's over. It's over. Colby Pleasance writes, defense was a, was sleepwalking, but it doesn't help that the offense is literally Diggs and Allen. Ashton says, I cannot sit here and watch Ken Dorsey another week. This team may not make the playoffs, and I put it solely on him. Yeah, um, the Bills can't do anything, though, at this point. I mean, unless they get Josh McDaniels. <laughs> but I think part of Josh McDaniels' contract, and most contracts, I believe, as head coaches, is that if you're going to keep making the guaranteed money, you Oh, I think you can take a job as a coordinator, though. You just can't take another job as a head coach, right? So, yeah, I think you could do that. I don't really want Josh McDaniels, but he's like the only guy that's available. Mike, 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 what day is it? Says, not a hot take. Not only has the team plateaued, they've regressed. The only thing that would make me have hope for the future is if Terry fires the GM and coach tomorrow. Unlikely, so at year's end. Dude, I was ready to give Brandon Bean another contract extension after this week. After all the moves he made, you know how many teams in the NFL would be begging for the moves that the Bills made? So I'm not ready to give up on McDermott. And, dude, we loved McDermott when Dable was the offensive coordinator. I think you just kind of got to look at the variables. Like, is have we just not liked McDermott this year because of how the offense is performing? I think arguably the defense has gotten better, right? Yeah. Even despite the injuries. Yeah, I'm not willing to put all of this on McDermott. Um, some of it for sure. Uh, yeah, there's been some questionable like overall things, but that could be because his time is being taken away by calling defensive. Plays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and always like feeling like he has to maybe micromanage the offense too because of how they're underperforming. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you saw that uh, halftime short interview with McDermott um, with a sideline reporter, which I wish, I wish they wouldn't even do those. Those are kind of annoying because they don't give you anything, you know, you don't really get any, any great information, but he was just like, yeah, the offense, the offense needs to sustain drives. The offense needs to do this. He wasn't saying a whole lot about the defense. Just like, you know, it's kind of where his mind was at. The offense is underperforming and he knew it. You got to score 30 points in this league. Let's see. What did they score the week before with the, the Buccaneers, plus, by the way, the Bills had like a long week. They had a, a week and a half to prepare for this. So um, the Bills scored 24 points against the Buccaneers. They scored, was it 25 points against the Patriots? It was like one of the worst teams in the NFL, like you said, John. And they scored 14 points against the Giants. Like this is an underperforming offense for sure. And a lot of it is held up. Like who mentioned the stats? Somebody mentioned the stats earlier. Uh Jack Nealon. Jack Nealon said the stats. And it's like this true. Like the Bills up until a few weeks ago were like third in the NFL in points four, but they were propped up by like three games where they just blew out their opponents. It feels a lot like last year. Yeah, you're right. It does feel a lot. And what's the common denominator there? Ken Dorsey is the answer to that. <laughs> Ken Dorsey. Of course, there's a lot of common denominators <laughs> between last year and this year, but that's what I'm thinking of. I was happy, though. One thing I'll give Dorsey credit for is that he tried a trick play for once. We haven't seen that in, what, the entire season. We didn't even see any last season. We finally saw one, and it was a complete botch. <laughs> it looked terrible. It usually looks terrible in Tecmo Super Bowl, too. Oh, does it? You don't call the uh, flea flicker very often? Well, well, that's a variation of the flea flicker, the way that you know they did the play. But that actual play is a play in Tecmo Super Bowl without the, the, the trickery involved. It's but like the end around. It takes, it takes so long to develop, it's not worth doing it. Like, 
rather just change your playbook. <laughs> <laughs> but like a real flea flicker where it's just like running back and then he pitches it back and he throws it like that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that, that's more likely to work than, than that play. But, but like, like what was it? It was like second and no, it was third and one. And like, they're like, okay, we'll do a sneak push push Allen over for three yards and they get the first down. It's like, why don't you just air it out? See if see if you get a big player touchdown and then if you miss it, then do that on fourth down. Like, what's yeah. the point in that? Yeah, good point. G Man in oh eight. Andrew Freeman writes, I think this team reached their peak with McDermott. If this were the NBA, he would have been gone by now. Uh I just I just can't get on the fire McDermott train. I just can't. Um G Man Bills fan from SC. I mean if any hey. Yeah, yeah, like, like how many how many names do we have to go through? Like Mike Malarkey and Chan Gailey and Doug Marone and Rex Ryan and Dick Duran, like all these guys yeah. that, that they had, they were so bad. The Bills, he he not only ended the drought, but like you know, two seasons after that, with a rookie or not a rookie quarterback, but a second year quarterback, they made the playoffs again. You know, like they've they've been one of the one of the best teams in the AFC and. In the NFL, almost too, you know, in that stretch, they just haven't reached. It could easily, John, to your point, it could easily go the other way. You hire someone else thinking that you're going to get better, you could easily start dropping off. It could absolutely get worse from McDermott. In fact, it's more likely that it will be worse, in my opinion. Yeah, if I had a pick, I would pick a better offensive play caller than getting rid of McDermott. We don't even know if McDermott wanted Ken Dorsey. All we know for a fact is that Josh Allen wanted Ken Dorsey. So that's why he has him. And maybe that's the lesson. Maybe we don't let our franchise quarterback pick the OC. You know? Maybe we should have Josh Allen call the plays. Mm, a little Peyton Manning action? Well, I mean, even Peyton Manning had an offensive coordinator. Jim Kelly had an offensive coordinator. Right? They're calling their own plays. But I, I love Josh Allen as much as the next guy. He doesn't strike me as somebody that can call his own plays. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very intelligent. Are you saying he's not intelligent? He's very intelligent. No, I'm saying... Dude, when we grew up, we were watching Tom Brady, Peyton Manning dueling. You know what those guys were doing on the sidelines? Flipping through binders of plays. That's something I've I was gonna bring up, like in my notes. Like I always that's always remember quarterbacks sitting there, either they're going through the binders themselves or with a coach. Like on the Bills sideline, they're never doing that. Ever. Ever. They're just staring off into the distance. <laughs> They're like a blank. Nobody like, is home. I've only seen it in war movies, like Soldiers in the Trench, like Shell Shock. Yeah. Do you do you disagree? Like, I I imagine if if Alan's calling the plays, he would just be like in the huddle, be like, "All right, uh, go get open." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, you run deep, you run post, you get open. <laughs> yeah. But am I wrong about other? No. Like, no. It, good point. The best quarterbacks that we've watched. Well, Brady cheated, so that doesn't count. But, but even but, watching like, like Mahomes today, like he was like going on the side, like he would go with his OC or whoever it was. They'd look at the plays, and he would like point, it, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, hey, what's the coverage? This is what I'm seeing. What are you seeing? What looks good to you? What do you want to run next? Nothing. Like I don't that. think I ever good see. Deal. I don't think I've ever seen Allen look at a tablet in recent memory when on the sideline. I'm always looking because I. <laughs> Well, because Dorsey destroyed all the tablets. Well, Dorsey, maybe Dorsey needs to get his ass down on the sideline instead of staying in the booth. You know, like maybe that's... I'd like to see. I'd like to see Dorsey on the sideline. Me too. 
Wasn't that what Dable did? Like Dable was on the sidelines, and then he decided he needed to go up in the booth, and then I was working, so he stayed up there, right? Fucking make Dorsey Dorsey this this offense. You got to change it up, man. You got to either be down there with your guys. Like I don't know. I'm still convinced that Stefan Diggs. The reason why he was pissed at the, in the playoff game, and then like he came to camp pissed still, like or OTAs not camp, but he came to OTAs, caused that big drama. Like he's still pissed. I'm almost 100 percent convinced that that was because of Dorsey. Is Dorsey like he either said something to him or like nothing changed between last year and this year, and he's just like, "What are we doing, guys?" Like, I believe it. Like I'm gonna waste another year of my career. I only get like so many of them. Um, Hosep writes his hot take is Vaughn adds nothing right now. Yeah, salsa knuckles writes Von Miller to IR. <laughs> Tax writes at seven one six Tax. I'm going to pray for the first time in a long time. And if they are answered, Dorsey will be fired by the time I wake up. Hey, have you guys ever done that? Like, have you guys ever prayed for something? You talk about nefarious, or, uh, yeah, nefarious, or no, Schadenfreude, Mike. No, I guess that's different. This is hoping that something bad happens. What's that called? Not taking joy in others' suffering, but it's like hoping that something terrible <laughs> happens. I don't know, nefarious. I don't know. It's he's hoping that something nefarious happens. I I don't know if I've ever prayed for that. I'm trying to think. Uh- I only hope for that in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Your opponents. Yeah, but do you actually pray like for that? You ever no. say that? Yeah, no. that like that seems like the uh, And even for like my own team, it's like I just hope they do like better than the other team, right? I don't hope for injuries and shit, you know, like it's you know. Exactly. Back when I used to pray more when I was a praying praying person a little bit more, I would always pray for like the Bills to do well. I wouldn't pray for like someone to get injured on the other team or someone to get fired from the bills. It's just, it's just funny. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just, I feel like the word is malicious. Malicious. <laughs> it's what's the word I'm searching for, Mike. <laughs> uh, not positive. Uh, Ad writes, Gabriel Davis will be an Arizona Cardinal as soon as possible. Leonard Fournette will retire before the bye week. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer will both play in New York next year. Hyde on the Giants, Poyer the Jets. Von Miller will continue to rehabilitate and eventually do something. <laughs> New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. Thank you. Thank you, John, for correcting that. So I think we're going we're gonna to end with those hot takes. Sean, uh, Sean Nong. And Hong Nong, I think Ken Dorsey is an inexperienced play caller and that's not able to utilize the player that we have beside Diggs. Fire Dorsey and Ken Gabe Davis. Fire Ken Dorsey and Gabe Davis into the sun. <laughs> I didn't even have a problem with Gabe Davis. I don't think it was his fault necessarily. He wasn't really targeted other than that touchdown, I think, right? No, I don't think so. And then, yeah, that was the the face mask thing, right? The face mask thing, yeah, that wasn't his fault. I mean, he wasn't going to catch that one no matter what, so that's probably why they didn't call it, but... Yeah, that was... Yeah. Poorly thrown ball. Oh, I bet you... I know why. I know why he's pissed off at Gabe Davis is because of that one play where Josh got the um, intentional grounding play. Gabe Davis decided not to keep running vertically, so it looked like Josh wasn't passing to anyone because it was an option route. And Gabe took the wrong option, I'm guessing, or either. But, e- but even so, Kincaid was over the top on that play, so like there was still somebody over there. He just threw it in between the two players, but like, oh, that that was. I thought that was a dumb call. I like when they bring G- Gene Steratore on 
And he's like, Gene, can you see why uh, they call it? He's like, yeah, uh, actually, they shouldn't call it because of this, this, and this. And then he completely backpedals right in the middle of his explanation to say, well, but I guess I can kind of see why. Just shut up, Gene. <laughs> like, and, he's, and he still managed to convince Chris Collinsworth, who was on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Chris cause Collinsworth thought it was actually, like, it wasn't intentional grounding, right? Right. <laughs> but then he convinced him. Not... And it didn't take very much. No. John's Mike's hot take was I don't like Chris Collinsworth calling games. <laughs> I feel like that's a majority of people now that I think about it. I don't that's hate think that's been a thing for a while. I don't hate Collinsworth. I just, most 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 of the commentators are terrible though. That's the thing. I just mentioned how Mike Tarico made some Shakira comment about Khalil Shakir. Like that was awful. <laughs> that was that was so dumb. Uh are you just looking I feel to feel like what's space? lost in all of this is just how much how it's a zero sum game. Uh and I think recognizing that might might help us, right? Like it's not like setting a goal of like learning Spanish, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. It's like no, it's like you have to learn Spanish better than the thirty one other people that are trying to punch you in the face. Or you have to get to the mountain first before every other single person. Like it's it's like oh, we improved this year and this, or we did this. Like no, we're not sitting. Like other people aren't sitting still. Like every team is trying just as hard trying like personnel gm front off coaching staff clawing scratching their livelihood is on the line so it's like in all everyone's a lot of let me rephrase and a lot of people's comments like we haven't improved like everyone is desperately trying to improve (laughs) right yeah oh yeah oh yeah exactly no there's no team that's given up like completely, you know, like, oh, well, it's like, well, at least those other 12 teams, they've stopped trying. Like, no, they're constantly trying to get better all the time. So you're always, the bar is always being raised. Even when you get to a certain bar, like that bar has already been raised by somebody else, right? Like that, that's. Yeah, but, but so? That's your whole response? Yeah. So fucking what? Well, what, the guy on X or Twitter, right, is like, oh, I get fired if I don't, if I don't succeed in my job. Guy, you're gonna come in Monday and just coast. Can we you don't have 31 it? other people trying to to attack you. Just take your job, for your job that day, yeah. right? Can we stop saying X or Twitter? Can we just pick one? Like, either just refuse to accept that it's X, or just call it X and just keep saying not. What, what do we have to keep saying both every single time we mention it? Yeah, Twitter. I like to, I like to stick with Twitter. Do do whatever you want. Just call it one thing. It's like Twitter or X. Like, who cares? Why are you attacking me? I was using your standard convention. I thought that's what you liked. I like winning. I want the Bills to fucking win a game. Yeah, well, geez, we're not we're not against you, man. We're not we're not trying to take your job from you. <laughs> we're not one of the thirty one other teams. I I agree with you. I I think I think that there's there's definitely a point to be made made there. You know what's funny is I was thinking. I, I'm not a big fan of primetime games because we have to stay up so late. And I don't know. John's just... rolling his eyes at me. <laughs> Like, what's there possibly to disagree? Like, if there's 31 other teams, we should or we should win the Super Bowl yeah, once. Everybody's years. trying. Everybody's trying really hard. But like, as a fan, who gives a shit about the other 31 teams? You want your team to win and do well. But if your metric of success is Super Bowl, you're going to always be miserable. Yes, always. Yeah, the most successful franchise franchise in the world. You're yeah. going to be miserable. I've been miserable for 40 years. <laughs> As long as I've known you, you've been miserable <laughs> every year, John. Um, but but I think maybe that changes. To maybe like... you should do this. Do the podcast sequentially. Do me 
and then John or John and then me. Then you can put them together. Oh, you we just do one full podcast with just John and then one with your responses and see. <laughs> no, I mean it'll be like, like the podcast will be like it'll be like, you know, Bills lose to Bengals 24-18 and in parentheses it'll be like John's version, you know, instead of like Taylor's version. <laughs> and then the other one will be like Mike's version. <laughs> and see, yeah. There's just so much death and destruction in the world and like we're in we're in such an enviable position like 0.000 humans to ever live like i can't get that upset that well this podcast is about that this is about out of this. 31 so so anytime they don't win the super bowl it's just gonna be like why would anyone want to come in and listen they would just want to kill themselves after listening to us well i think i think the this is a good break from like all that terrible thing, all the terrible things that are happening in the world. Maybe I like like focusing on the bad things that are happening with my team because if I stop doing that, then I actually have to think about the world around me. Sometimes like ignorance is bliss in that realm because I'll read like news articles and I'll just get depressed. But then I can focus like that anger and negativity on my sports team. <laughs> it's like you get depressed a different way. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a depression that I can actually deal with, right? Like I can try to find some sort of solution in my head of like how the bills can get better. I can't think of like I can't solve the Israeli, you know, Palestine conflict in my head, but I can think, well, fire Dorsey, boom. <laughs> like, you know, like that's that's tangible. That's something I can grasp and be like, yeah, then things will be better, you know, or whatever. Yeah, just like an assassination, right? The same thing. <laughs> well, now that sounds nefarious. <laughs> Fire that guy. Fire that guy. Fire that guy. Just shoot that guy from why did anyone ever assassinate Hitler, right? Like uh yeah, you know, I was thinking, so with primetime games, like the older I get, it's so funny. We used to like pray for primetime games when we were younger, when we had season tickets and stuff like that. And now that I'm older, I'm like, ah, oh, like it stinks staying up late sometimes. Like, of course, we stay up a little bit later to do the podcast, but I'm sure I'd be scrolling on social media right now if I wasn't, if we weren't recording. But I, I remember thinking like, like, oh, the one good thing about it not being a 1 p.m. game is that you get your whole Sunday. Like you could do whatever you want. Like you could do things. You can get things done. You could rake the leaves. You could, you know, put away that stuff you've been trying to put away. You could, you know, fix your bike. You could do whatever. Like we took the kids uh, to their first uh, movie today, like at a movie theater. And I remember thinking like, that was a cool experience. I'm like, man, if I was watching a Bills game right now, I probably wouldn't, you know, think to do that. And I was thinking also, you know, on a different level, it's like, man, people that don't follow sports or the NFL specifically sports, just maybe just in general sports is that like, they don't have that feeling of like one out of 31 team or 32 teams. You know, they have that one chance like they're, they walk around, like there's so much less stress in their lives. Don't you think? I mean, we just talked about how depressing some of those things were the team one out of 32 teams are constantly trying to get better. You're clawing over each other. Just when your team gets to a certain spot, there's always other teams that are nipping at their heels or, or, bypass or you know getting ahead of you leapfrogging you sometimes i think i could never be a person that doesn't like any sports whatsoever but i bet you those people are they seem to be happy you know yeah can't can't wait to get up in four hours <laughs> all right we'll end this one so thank you guys all for listening i know this wasn't i know this wasn't a fun time we tried to make some light of it as we always do on circling the wagons for that sort of stuff because you know that's 
we got to joke around about it or else we'll just be upset and depressed the entire time. But uh, real quick, I'm going to give uh, give away a quick uh, shirt from our Tee Public store. Tee Public store, if you haven't checked out our Tee Public Bills store, uh, which I don't understand why you wouldn't want to buy a new Bills shirt at this moment. <laughs> why, why wouldn't anyone after the great game that we just watched? But uh, if you leave a review for us on our Circling the Wagons podcast feed, uh, we put you in a list each week for a giveaway. And this one goes to Andrew Andrew Ensing. That's Andrew Ensing. You are the winner this week. Uh, shoot me a message, email, DM me uh, over Twitter, John, Twitter, and uh, or Instagram or Facebook. Email, message us there and, uh, and let me know which which design, which Bill's design you want, and uh, we'll send one over to you. So, uh, again, this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at the Delago Resort and Casino. Um, any final thoughts, John, Mike, before we end this uh, the spectacular, just just a real uplifting podcast about this this loss to the Bengals, twenty four to eighteen. Speaking of uh, t shirts, remember the um, I don't know who did it, but the just one before I die Bills t shirt. That was a good one. Maybe if you like had some gear toward that at this point in time. I do have a just one before I die t-shirt. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Stole that idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's just different enough. Uh, (laughs) I think so. I like to think so. It's one of my favorite shirts. One of my favorite shirts I got just one before I die. (laughs) Made so much sense. And it still works. Still still hoping. Still hoping. Still hoping. I got it five years ago, and I can I can still I can still wear it because it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We bought it in our twenties. I remember thinking in my twenties, like I got plenty of time. And now that I'm getting a little bit older, you know, thinking I'm like, man, I really hope it happens. And then it'd be like, you know, in our sixties or something, it'd be like, man, this really better happen. <laughs> so, so that was John's final thoughts. <laughs> Just one before I die, Mike. Any final thoughts for you? I think we got uh, some very winnable games coming up. Looking forward to watching. Yeah, yeah. We, we hopefully we're talking about a win next week after the Broncos game. The Broncos team that beat the Kansas City Chiefs just a week ago. So let's hope we're talking about that. So signing off for John, whatever. <laughs> for Mike, go Bills. And for me, Nate, go Bills. And we'll talk to you guys after the uh, Broncos game.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I, you, you, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs> so, Mike, the beard's coming in pretty good. Do you have any gray hair like John or I yet, or is it too early to tell? Too soon to t- I feel like it comes in way too much here. Nothing really. Yeah, not there yet. Not there yet. Bitchy. You got a good stash going, though, for sure. You know, the stash is coming back, especially after Top Gun. I, I don't like it at all. <laughs> I think in real life, it's not as, it just looks really bad here, I guess. I don't know. It, I, it depends on what you say looks bad. It looks full is what it looks like. And then the rest will like, come in, too. Like You're like, I wish all of this was coming through and this would come in less, right? <laughs> yeah. I should have shaved after a couple two days here. <laughs> only there, though, right? Like only the yeah. mustache portion of it yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's coming in, though. Are you going to do the whole month of November or just until like you get I think as it? soon as I have something where someone will see me at work, I'm going to sh- like it. Dude, dude, af- but as, as soon as that happens, it's going to stop itching. That's the problem. Is then and then you're like, well, I don't want to ever start it over again because that's I don't when, like. That's when that. it starts to, yeah, exactly, yeah. That's what that's when you gotta keep with it. But it, like, people will think, oh, he's growing a beard, not like, oh, he's just a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> they think you're a lazy piece of shit for those first two or three weeks. They do. They do. That's what I feel like. That's what they thought it might. Oh, everybody knows. In November, a lot of people let it go. Not November's the time. Be like, I support. Um, what is it? Prostate cancer awareness. And then if it works, then you can keep it. If it doesn't, then get rid of it. Right? It's like a perfect opportunity to try it out. I think it's more the reason that that's why it was started. Because people would be like, I always wanted to grow a beard. Like this is the perfect. It's a full month. You know, it's not like it happens with. It's not like it's like you know awareness week, <laughs> or else people would be like giving up real quick every year. But yeah. Isn't November also November? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you grow a beard and you uh <laughs> you hold on to that uh yeah. I'm glad you mouthed that out just in case. <laughs> if anybody's listening at this point and they heard that part, like they don't care. They're just like yeah. It's funny that those two things coincide though. <laughs> Somehow. Did, did I ever tell you guys uh like it was like late in the week at work, and we're like, "Oh, we're gonna all come in with like mustaches on Monday or whatever." And and then one one guy at work is like, "Nah, no, you guys aren't." And then like a Sunday, everybody's taking pictures of their mustaches, and he's like, "Okay, all right, I'll come in too." And then everybody shaved. He <laughs> 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 came in with a mustache. That's good. That's hilarious. Oh man, it was great. He w- <laughs> he went across the street to Wegmans to get a razor. <laughs> You shave at work. <laughs> he shaved at work. Oh man. Ah. Uh, so good. 